0: The following comes to you through potbean.com in the artist realm with Sylvia Stein here we go <gasps> Welcome to In the Artist's Realm with myself, Sylvia, I am indie author Sylvia Stein, and welcome to our show today. I'm really excited today. Um, Happy uh, Thursday, everyone. Normally, writing tips are on Wednesdays. I do apologize for the brief um, uh, kind of uh, hiatus that we took, I would say, just like shows do, Um, but um, there was a lot going on during the week and... uh, and there was some technical difficulties too. So I'm just glad that we're back to doing our regular podcast and hopefully bring you more of the one-on-one podcast that I normally do on Friday. So I'm hopeful for t- happy 2017, everyone, and, and bringing you more um, podcasts to come. I, uh, I'm i excited for, for what's to come for in the artist realm. And I hope that I get to bring more artists and authors to share what they have, uh, uh, you know, uh, about the writing world or their artistic, uh, uh, creative creativity that they have to show and talk about it. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, for today we're going to continue. On having said that, is uh we're going to continue on the, um, Roy Peter Clark's book, Writing Tools: The Fifty Essential Strategies for Every Writer. Um, as as I had mentioned before, Roy Peter Clark is a writer. He teaches um, he uh, he teaches on writing. He uh, he's a vice president and senior scholar of the Pointner Institute, which is one of the most pre- prestigious sorry schools for journalism in the world. He's written and edited many books on writing, journalism, and he has talked about the writer's craft on Oprah, the Oprah Winfrey show when it was on, on NPR and today. So uh, Roy Peter Clark's a very talented guy, shout out to him. I, I really have enjoyed um, going over this book because it has helped me as a, as a writer, um, you know, learn different things of what to do, and what not to do, and uh, uh, the reason I found out about this great book is through uh, uh, Stephen King on writing. This book was mentioned in there as far as, um, you know, uh, giving great tips for writers. So um, I went ahead and and, uh, read it, and I've been trying to work with it. And and I'm still, you know, I, I am trying to take away the best parts of it. And it has so much information, and we were so happy, or I was so happy, sorry, that we were able to do the part one, Nuts and Bolts, to one beginning sentences with subjects and verbs. We did it last year, uh, order word for emphasis. We did activate your verbs and being passive aggressive. But the, the one thing that we had started to do is that we had gone to the work, through the workshops of each of the tools. And we did the one on the last, we did begin sentences with subjects and verbs and we did the workshop on that, on page 14 of the paperback. If you do not have this book, you should get it. Uh, it's Writing Tools, 50 Essential Strategies for Every Writer by Roy Peter Clark. He's a he's the author of this book. And he also has an updated version. I think it's now 55 uh, Essential Strategies for Every Writer. And I believe, uh, well, I got mine on Amazon, but I believe they have it available through Barnes and Nobles and everything. But for me, I got my paperback and I still enjoy a paperback. I love ebooks, but paperbacks are still something that I love to go through because you can highlight and go through the book and read and, you know, and or p- put a sticky or a bookmark and kind of review over it. And it kind of gives you more of a concrete, concrete. And me, I'm obsessed. It's the nerd side of me, which, you know, anytime you. People are looking for me. I'm either behind a book, or if I go to a library or a bookstore, and and now I'm just rambling. So, getting back to the writing tools, um, we did workshop one, or the page 14 for the beginning sentences, and those are on my podcast through Podbean with subjects and verbs. We did order word for emphasis workshop. Today I want to focus on activating your verbs workshop, but first I'm going to review tool three. I know we had a show on it already, but I wanted to review since it's been a while that we've covered uh, the writing tips. I want to go back and, and review that and then have you all work on the workshop questions. And I really would like for readers or listeners to engage by emailing me back on this workshop um we have an email the SILWriter s-y-l-w-r-i-t-e-r zero seven at gmail.com that's one of my emails for uh, in the artist realm you can email me through there or the sillstein07 at gmail which is s-y-l-s-t-e-i-n zero seven at gmail.com and I really would love to hear your feedback you can uh, put the message um, uh, of of in the artist realm you could put workshop you know uh, of the podcast that you listen to and please you know let me know what you thought of the of the writing tip did it help you what did you like about it what did you not and then you know if you work on the questions let me know what you got out of those and and how it helped you Because I really love, you know, when I give writing tips, I I would like for people to engage, comment, uh, you know, and try to uh, create a conversation. I also have a writing tips group that I do on Facebook. It is a closed group, but if you would like to be, if you're on Facebook, you're a writer or aspire, you know, like a, a person starting out in writing, um, or you're an author that wants to just focus on more writing tips. You're more than welcome to join. Just message me through Facebook. I'm Sylvia Stein, author. You can send me a PM. I want to join your group or you, and win your email, and I can add you on there. Also, I have in the Artist Realm Facebook page. You can message me through there. And just let me know what your thoughts are on it. And as I said, all these podcasts are through podbean.com. You can download them right after I do the recording. And uh, you'll have it available through potbean.com. And then you could also download it on your mobile device through iTunes and Google Play. And you could also get it through iTunes. I believe you have to wait till tomorrow to download it on iTunes. Uh, sometimes it comes on um, the same day, but a lot of times you have to wait. But it's called In the Artist's Room with Sylvia Stein. It's available through iTunes. I do apologize. It says Sylvia Stein and then it says by unknown. I do need to fix that on iTunes, but it is by me. The show is um yeah, the uh, you know the in the artist realm is by me the indie author but for some reason iTunes still has Silstein and unknown or something like that on it and I do apologize for that but it is the podcast uh, that goes with Podbean and I believe they also offer it through Google Play but in any case um, getting off track now um, if you would like to um, uh, find out more about the podcast. Check them out at potbean.com. They will be available. And uh, it's called, as I said, In the Artist Room with Sylvia Stein. Now getting back to activating your verbs, tool three. This is where we left off last time. I'm going to give a review of it. um, And we're going to go through it. And then we're going to cover the workshop questions. And those will be last. If you have any questions on it, please feel free to email me Contact me in regards to uh, whatever questing you have and how it helps you, and don't forget to check out the other tools um, that I covered by Roy Peter Clark from his famous book, of Writing Tools, 50 Essential Strategies for Every Writer. So let's begin with tool three. Tool three. Active. Strong verbs create action, save words, and reveal the players. So when I did this podcast, we discussed activating of verbs. So these are the examples that are in page 19, the paperback of Roy Peter Clark. As I said, if you don't have this book, you should get it. It, it has a lot of information that helps writers, authors, and it's very essential to the writing process. So he starts here testified that a favorite book was, that a favorite book was from Russia with Love. The 1915 I mean, J.F.K. or Ian Fleming. This choice revealed more about J.F.K. than we knew at the time and created a cult of 007 that persists to this day. The power of Fleming's prose flows from active verbs. In sentence after sentence, page after page, he says, England's favorite secret agent or his beautiful companion or his villainous adverse adversary, Performs the action of the verb. The emphasis is mine. He puts in parenthesis. So let me read what uh, the example that Roy Peter Clark gives. And I had already done this podcast on act- activating your verbs, but I, I am doing a review for the purpose of the workshop that we're going to go over. And I wanted to give a, a refresher for those that were not able to tune in to the last uh, to that podcast when I uh, initially uh, went over it. Bond climbed the few stairs and unlocked his door and locked and bolted it behind him. Moonlight filtered through the curtains. He walked across and turned on the pink shaded lights on the dressing table. He stripped off his clothes and went into the bathroom and stood for a few minutes under the shower. He cleaned his teeth and gargled with a sharp mouthwash to get rid of the taste of the day and turned off the bathroom light and went back into the bedroom. So here, if you look at this example, you can start hearing the verbs, the strong verbs, creating the action and revealing the players, and you can can almost see that. So it says, and then it, it goes into, Bond gave a shuddering yawn. He let curtains drop back into place. He bent to switch off the lights on the dressing table. Suddenly, he stiffened and his heart missed the beat. There had been a nervous giggle from the shadows at the back of the room. A girl's voice said, Poor Mr. Bond, you must be tired. Come to bed. So, this is what it says next. In writing this passage, Fleming followed the advice of his countryman, George Orwell wrote of verbs. Never use the passive where you can use the active. He says, I learned the distinction between active and passive as early as fifth grade, he says. Thank you, and he gives his thanks to Sister Catherine William. I failed to learn until much later why that distinction mattered, but let me first correct a popular misconception. The voice of verbs, he says, active or passive, has nothing to do with the tense of verbs. Writers sometimes ask, is it ever okay to write in the passive tense? Tense defines action within time, when the verb happens, the present, past, or future. Voice defines, he says, the relationship between subject and verb, who does what. So, he goes into, if the subject performs the action of the verb, we call the verb active. If the subject receives the action of the verb, we call the verb passive. A verb that is neither active nor passive is a linking verb, a form of the verb to be. So now he's going into, if the subject performs the action of the verb, we call the verb active. If the subject receives the action of the verb, we call the verb passive, and then in the end, a verb that's neither active or passive is a linking verb, and it comes from the verb to be. So all verbs in any tense fit into one of those Three baskets, he says, and he goes into, News writers reach often for the simple active verb. Consider this New York Times lead by Carlota Gall on the suicidal desperation of Afghan women. So this is taken from an article. As you know, uh, Roy Peter Clark is a journalist as well, so he uses this um, taken from the New York Times by Carlotta Gall, the reporter. Waif-like draped in a pale blue veil, Medina 20 sits on her hospital bed, bandages covering the terrible raw burns on her neck and her chest. Her hands tremble. She picks nervously at the soles of her feet and confesses that three months earlier she set herself on fire with kerosene. So this is a very intense uh, headline or report of what they're talking about. And this is in regards to... The Suicidal Desperation of, of Afghan Women. This is just a sample that he gave on that. And he goes into, on page 21, he continues, Both Fleming and Gall use active verbs to power their narratives, but notice an important difference between them. While Fleming uses the past tense to narrate his adventure, Gall prefers the present. This strategy immerses readers in the immediacy of experience as if we were sitting right now besides the poor woman in her grief so here the intensity of that it says both feminine gall feminine fleming sorry ian fleming which is the 007 and gall use their active verbs to power their narratives that's what roy Peter clark says but an important but there is an important difference between them Fleming uses the past tense to narrate his adventure. Gaul prefers the present. He focuses on the present. This strategy immerses the reader, us as readers, in the immediacy of the experience as if we were going through it ourselves and, and grieving in the same way. So both Fleming and Gaul avoid verb qualifiers that attach themselves to standard prose like Barnacles to the hull of a ship. So he gives these examples. Sort of, tend to, kind of, must have, seem to, could have, used to, begin to. These are the verb qualifiers that they did not use. Scrape away these crustaceans during revision. And the ship of your prose will glide toward meaning with speed and grace. So basically what they're saying is if you avoid sort of, tend to, kind of, must have seem to, could have, used to, begin to. This will glide you to write a better narrative with what you're saying. He continues, the earnest writer can overuse a writing tool. If You shoot up your verbs with steroids. This is the example he gives on page 21. You risk creating an effect that poet Donald Hall derives as false color. So now he's giving you another example. The stuff of adventure magazines and uh the stuff of adventure magazines and romance novels temperance controls the impulse to overwrite he says then there's another example that novelist amy tan in the joy club novelist amy tan exercises exquisite control using strong verbs to depict the authentic color of emotional truth This was a very famous novel by Amy Tan, and this is the example she gives. And in my memory, this is taken from the excerpt excerpt of the Joy Luck Club by novelist Amy Tan. And in my memory, I can still feel the hope that beat in me that night. I clung to this hope day after day, night after night, year after year. I would watch my mother lying in her bed, babbling to herself as she sat on the sofa. And yet I knew that this, the worst possible thing, would one day stop. I still saw bad things in my mind, but now I found ways to change them. I still heard Miss Sorcy and Teresa having terrible fights. But I saw something else. I saw a girl complaining that the pain of not being seen was unbearable. So... This is what he says after. He goes back and says, Ian Fleming's verbs describe external action and adventure. Amy Tan's verbs capture internal action and emotion. But action can also be intellectual. The force and power of an argument, as Albert Camus Camus demonstrates in The Rebel. So now he gives you another example. He says, Ian Fleming... Or Ian Fleming describes external action and adventure, Amy Tan, verb capture, internal action and emotion. Now he's talking about, uh, but action can also be intellectual in the force and power of an argument. As Albert Camus demonstrates in the rebel. And this is the example he gives the metaphysical rebel protests against the condition in which he finds himself as a man. The rebel slave, affirms that there is something in him that will not tolerate the manner in which his master treats him. The metaphysical rebel declares that he is frustrate, frustrated by the universe. Notice that even with all the active verbs in the passage, did not does not pass on the passive when he needs it. He is frustrated which brings us to the next tool and then the next one will be pass, being passive-aggressive. So here he says, notice that even with all the active verbs in the passage, Camus does not pass on the passive when he needs it. He is frustrated, and we'll learn more about that in the next tool. So the examples that we're given here, we're talking about, as Roy Peter Clark says in his book, from pages 19 to 22 in this tool 3, Activating Your Verbs. Strong verbs, creating action, saving words, and revealing the players. He goes over uh, Ian Fleming or Ian Fleming's different one. Then you go into the one uh, by the New York Times lead reporter, Carlotta Gall. Then he describes also Amy Tan from the Joy Luck uh, Luck Club, the novelist, and also then Albert Camus in The Rebel. Different ones. So here in the workshop that we have on page 22, which I hope you will work on, it gives you different questions. So I'm going to go and read them. It says, number one, verbs fall into three categories, active, passive, and forms of the verb to be. Review your writing and circle verb forms with a pencil. In the margins, categorize each verb. So... Here, what I would like for you to do is pick a writing, whether it's something you wrote, um, uh, another book that you're reading. You may want to write down the first paragraph and look at these words. If you want to write them down to yourself or highlight them, I think on a Kindle ebook, you could do that too. And look at and categorize these verbs. Is it active? Is it passive? Is it What was the other verb that they said? If it's neither verb, it could be a linking verb. And try to see in your writing where it falls under. Next time I will look at my examples of my books, uh, Closure, we'll do that one. And I will share a, a excerpt of the verbs that I found and how I categorized them for that question. So that's what I'll do in the next writing tip and we'll also move into the be passive aggressive workshop. But I would like to do a separate a show just to cover the questions that we are going to be sharing for next next time. So I really hope you will work on them. This and so that's number one. Number two says convert passive and to be verbs in the active, into the active. For example, it was her observation that can become she observed. So you can convert the passive that we're saying it was her observation, it was her observation that can become, she observed, it's she's, she's more active. She observed what, this is what happened. So we're going to also show on that, that's number two. Then number three, in your own work and in the newspaper, search for verb qualifiers and see what happens when you cut them. So. Try to find a newspaper clipping, which I'll do too, or an article in a magazine, and try to see, a, or in your own work that you write, see if you cut the qualifiers, the verb qualifiers, which I gave you a list, and they're on page 21. Sort of, tend to, kind of, must have, seem to, could have, used to, begin to. And see what it does after you take them out. See what, what difference it makes. That's for number three, and we'll share that as well. Number four. Let's. Uh, this is a fun one. Experiment with both voice and tense. Find a passage you have written in the active voice and in the past tense. Change the verbs to the present tense and consider the effect. I will do that with uh, Chasing Clarity. Does it seem more immediate? And We're going to see the difference of, of how it changes it. So that'll be fun and you can share your own as well. And number five, I described three uses of the active voice to create outward action, to express inner or emotional action, and to energize an argument. Look for examples of all three in your reading and for opportunities to use them in your writing. So, here we, we talked about creating outward action, and that's what he says, Roy Peter Clark, to express inner or emotional action. Kind of like with a joy-luck club. And to energize an argument. So these are the, the, by using this example, look for your own or your own reading and then share them. And that's what we'll do on next week. We're going to talk about the, the writing tools, tool three. And we're going to go just with the workshop questions, one through five, and discuss those. And if you have time to do them, I would appreciate you uh, reaching out to me through my email silwriter 07 at gmail.com sillstein 07 at gmail.com in the artist realm you could also send me a Facebook message and uh, let me know what you what your thoughts were and I really hope that you engage in this lesson because it's very important that you um, you know that you try to keep active it, it, I appreciate all the downloads that you do. But it would be nice to hear from you in the comments. I also, if you're interested in joining the writing tips group that I have on Facebook, please send me an email to sillwriter07 at gmail.com or silstein 7 at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. I'm really, really happy that be able to do this podcast today for writing tips. I really enjoy working on them. And I really enjoy having all the authors. Shout out to all of them that have been here. Um, since last year, 2016 through now 2017, it's been a year since last, uh, I started this podcast in January, January 9th. I celebrated a, a year since I've had the, in the artist realm podcast. It went through several name changes, but in the artist realm, is was as has stuck. I, I am working on a newsletter. If you want to be a part of it, I'm going to look into that and you can join and find out more about what what will be coming up for the new year. And also my books that are my latest book, which is coming out soon in February. I will share more more about that on another podcast. But for next week, we have the Tool 3. We're going to go over the workshop. I hope you work on those questions. I'm really excited that uh, you were able to join us today. And again, this is Sylvia Stein, indie author Sylvia Stein. And and thank you for being here through podbean.com in the Artist realm. You all have a very happy Thursday and have a wonderful day. I hope you had your cup of coffee already. And I hope to have you here next week. It will be on Wednesday and from then on Wednesdays and then the one-on-ones, hopefully Fridays. But if not, we might do them on Thursdays as well. But um, uh, again, uh, this is Sylvia Stein signing off and you all have a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. Bye-bye. We'll see you then.